Welcome to the Generations Church Podcast. This is Brian Nugent, and I'm the pastor at Generations Church. Thanks for listening today. We hope this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Take your Bibles this morning and turn to... uh, uh, Luke chapter 14, um, you know, I had this passage when I left the service last week, I was walking to my car and I just felt this passage on my heart. It's been on my heart all week and I'm calling it the grace banquet uh, out of Luke chapter 14. So if you got your Bibles, your devices, you can follow along uh, with us there. Um, so I want you to kind of picture this in your mind. This is uh, 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 Jesus is visiting a person's home. There's going to be a couple of occurrences uh, at that house. And then he's going to tell a story, what I really want to focus in on this morning. So in in Luke, in the, the first part of Luke 14, it says it was on the Sabbath day. And Jesus was invited to the home of a very prominent Pharisee. Okay, so it's on Sunday, and they were watching him, you know, just just very carefully. Now, this isn't an uncommon thing for Jesus. He always took the invitation of those that gave him, whether they were believers or not. They invited him over on the Sabbath, you know, maybe, and they were just watching him very closely. And and there was a man, the Bible says, uh, you know, with with abnormal swelling in his in his belly there in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling in his body and uh, in other versions it uses the term dropsy which was probably congestive heart failure you know the, the fluid that comes on or it was kidney failure with the fluid that comes on and and this man uh, is very prominent in the scene either he was invited there or or not he just walked by but they're sitting in this really nice place of this very prominent Pharisee, and they are unmoved. Jesus is the only one that notices this guy. So, and they're unmoved. They don't see it. They don't notice it. And sometimes affluence can do that. Affluence can kind of numb you to the needs of the world. You kind of live in this little bubble and the real needs of other people you don't see or sense because your affluence has, has purchased you this separation. So they're not even seeing it. Jesus is the one that is, uh, Jesus is the one that is seeing it. And he asks, you know, uh, uh, is it, is it uh, unlawful, according to your, you know, your interpretation of the Pharisees, for me to heal this guy? And they didn't say anything. They didn't even they didn't even respond. So Jesus walked over to the guy and he just healed him right there. Now they didn't say anything. So just kind of picture this in their mind. They didn't even say anything. You know. Uh, so then he asked. He just kind of follows up. With this, you know, uh, this comment, he said, if your child fell in a well on the Sabbath, would, wouldn't you even, you know, wouldn't you uh, extend a hand and, and, and get him out? So he asked this follow-up question. I mean, why would that even be a question, you know, whether it's a healing or you're helping someone? But they were watching him very closely. And, um, you know, they didn't have anything to say. So then in the same setting of the Pharisee, in the same setting of the Pharisee's house, uh, you know, he, he begins to notice that the closer it was getting time for lunch, that the most prominent Pharisees, they were going to the head table. 
and kind of reclining, getting their seats. And this is when Jesus gives the teaching about humility. He says, don't assume that you would go to the head table because if they ask you to move back, it would be humiliating. He said, approach life with great humility. Sit in the back. And then if they ask you to move to the front, you know, then, you know, then you would feel uh, very special. But he said, you know, approach life with humility. And then he says to the host in this passage of Luke 14, it says, when you give a lunch or a dinner, don't invite your guests or your, your brothers or sisters or your relatives or rich neighbors because they may invite you back so the deed will be repaid, which is what happens sometimes. We invite people over for dinner and they have a good time and then in their mind they go, hey, you know what, we need to return the favor and they have you over for dinner kind of to repay that. But he said, when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind and you will be, ba- you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Now, one of those Pharisees that were sitting there, they kind of got them. They kind of got the moment, and it said, uh, one of them that was at the table with Jesus said, "Blessed is the one who will eat in the feast of the kingdom of God." So he's talking about a grace banquet this morning, where. You know, you don't earn your way to the table, but you are invited by invitation, not because you're worthy, but just out of the graciousness of the host. So in that setting with the Pharisee at the dinner, then Jesus tells another story, which is really where I want to focus uh, this morning. There was an invitation given to attend this great banquet. So Jesus said in verse 16, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, everything is ready now. So he's in the, Jesus is telling this story about a man who is having a banquet and he's invited people. Now the host had invited those who were close friends with him, which is normally the case. If you're doing something special at your home, you invite those who are kind of kind of close to you in, in relationship. Now, if you ever have gotten an invitation like that, like if it's a wedding or it's a birthday, if they're really close to you, man, you don't miss it. You know, you put that, it's a priority, you know, in your life. You don't miss that. Uh, you don't miss that at all. The host had put in lots of time. He put in lots of money, and he invited those that were close to him. Also, look at this. The invitation was issued more than once. So he let them know in advance, hey, there's going to be a day, you know, that I'm going to have this great banquet. But then once the banquet was ready, he sent the servant back out to issue this invitation to this to this great uh, banquet nothing written in that day no written invitations just kind of word of mouth so he just sent that as a reminder to everyone but look at the response of the people the excuses that they had for not attending it said but they alike uh, begin to make excuses the first said I have just bought a field and I must go and see it please excuse me Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I am on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. So they had accepted the invitation originally, but they did not come. Now these weren't lies. These weren't fabrications. 
these were legitimate. But if you are close to the banquet host, then regardless of what is going on in your life at that moment, you respond and you attend. So they had accepted it initially, but then they did not, they did not show up. Let me just say to you this morning, they were close, they were invited and accepted, but they didn't come. Here's what can happen in our walk with God if we're not careful. And I've been preaching about it the last few months, the slow drift. It's not an intentional kind of thing where you walk away from the Lord, but you're just not paying attention to things. You've let more priorities come in your life, and they've just kind of, you know, just kind of separated you and the Lord. Your love for God is kind of grown cold. Priorities have kind of shifted. Can I just remind you of this moment? Because we see this, we see this today. Jesus said before his coming, in the last days, the love of many will grow cold. And he's talking about those in relationship and fellowship with God. And there were those that accepted the invitation of the host. The host invites those that are close. You accept the invitation of a host that you are close to, but they didn't show up. And if we're not careful in this moment, man, the love of, that we've had for God can, can grow cold and we can become distant in this particular moment. Their excuses expose the growing distance in their relationship. Their excuses expose the growing distance in their relationship. One said, I've got a field I've got to attend to. One said, I have an oxen. One said, I got you married the invitation. recently. All kinds of excuses not to attend the banquet, but it exposes and revealed their heart toward the banquet host. And that is what is happening in this moment. Can I just say, for people who say it's about money, the pursuit of money, position, appearance, listen, in this moment that we live, that does not matter. Money and affluence does not matter. Everything is being shaken. All parts of the economy are being touched so that you'll be reminded not to trust in your money and invest all of your time into something in eternity that will not make a difference. This is a moment in this shaking for you to turn your, your, your eyes back to the Lord. Jesus reminded us to those that think wealth is everything, what does a man profit if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? Their excuses exposed and revealed their growing distance from their relationship with the Lord. They once were close, they accepted the invitation, and now they didn't go. And that's where many are at. Many of you that are watching this morning, man, you've, you've drifted. You know, you've drifted from your walk with the Lord. When you reject the invitation from the Lord, you resist hardening your own heart. That's what happens. Some of you have played this game for a long time. You know, where the Holy Spirit kind of draws you and pulls you in, but you go, you know what, I'm doing my own thing. I'll be back on my own terms and my own time. Some of you have been playing that game for a long period of time. And that day, this day, it should end. Remember, Pharaoh, God dealt with him. And every time he rejected the Lord, his heart became more hard. He became cold. 
And, and that's what can happen to you, cold and distant. In your, in your walk with the Lord, your ear becomes deaf and your heart becomes hard to the, to the Holy Spirit when He calls you. The banquet host was upset with all the excuses. I mean, he was hurt. Why? Why they were close? Why did they not come? Can I just say to you this morning, what's going on in this world is a global shaking. There is no one that is immune to what what is going on in, in, in this particular world. And listen, we need to be turning to God as individuals. We need to be repenting and leaning into God. As a church, we need to be repenting, leaning into God, receiving this awakening, this shaking that's going on throughout the world. National leaders need to be humbling themselves. Nations need to be repenting and asking God for His grace and mercy. But I just want to say to you this morning, especially if you go to Generations Church or you're watching me, maybe you've been, maybe you've been attending church. If you won't turn in this season, you'll never turn. If this shaking doesn't get your attention to the prodigal, it's always said, I'll do it in my own time, in my own terms. If this season doesn't get your attention then you'll never turn. There's some of you that sit in this sanctuary every Sunday, my generation's family, and you're cold and distant from the Lord. If you don't heed, kind of shake yourself, hear the invitation of the, of the Holy Spirit, you'll die lost. You'll, be, you'll just have drifted away. You'll have drifted away from God. If this season does not get your attention, then there is no season that will. Look at the story. The banquet host did not pursue them anymore. He didn't go back to them. He moved on. The invitation for grace is still always there and it's eternal. But you don't see the host going back to them anymore. So you can harden your own heart. The Bible says with Samson that the Spirit of the Lord had departed from him. He didn't even know it. You know, the Holy Spirit moves on, but you don't even know it. You're just moving in your own life. Got your Hard heart and your deaf ear. No attentiveness to the things of the Lord. The banquet host didn't pursue them anymore. He knew them. He invited them. But they rejected him. Can I just say this morning, I wish that I had a little, you know, a little soft, comforting devotion. But this is not the moment that we live in. This is the moment where we need to be turning to God with our heart as a nation, turning our heart to God, not rejecting Him in this moment, but opening our hearts and receiving and, and, and letting God work in our heart. The servant came back after, with all these excuses and he reported this to the master. The owner became of the house became angry, ordered his servant, go quickly into the streets, the alleys of the town, Bringing the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. The servant said, your order has been done, but there's still more room because that's God's heart. There's always room for one more. Then the master told his servant, go out into the roads, the country lanes, and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you that not one of those who were invited to the banquet will get a taste of my banquet. So he changes the invitation list because this is a grace banquet. This is not a banquet where you kind of earn yourself a place at the table. This is, a, this is a grace banquet. When you have nothing to offer, there is an invitation. There were people who physically said the, the lame. There were people physically who could not attend without someone else's help. 
Who needs your help to hear the gospel today? Who helps your need? Who, 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 who needs your help to hear the gospel? Who's somebody that needs you to reach out to them? Maybe somebody that God has laid on your heart. Some of those could not make it without help from someone else. Somebody needs to be at the grace banquet. There's a seat ready for them. They just need a little help. Who needs your help? Who, 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 who can you help to bring to the grace banquet? The invitees to the grace banquet were the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame, and the brokenhearted. They didn't have anything to offer. They weren't people of position. They were just people of brokenness. But they were invited to this grace banquet, this great banquet. Can I, can I say you may look over your life. Man, you've had addictions, bad choices, stupid decisions, divorce, bankruptcy, backslider, hypocrite. You've been, depre- been depressed. You've been in jail. You've done it all. You may have been... You may have been born in the church, never strayed from the church walls. Let me tell you, there's no one that earns or deserves a seat at the grace banquet. It only comes from the invitation of the Lord. But even in our mess, Jesus takes the broken pieces of our lives. He puts them back together for us. And you may feel far away from God this morning. It doesn't matter. what you've done, or what you haven't done. There is a seat at the table of the grace banquet for you. Ephesians 2 says, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. They killed you. It was over. In the ways that you used to live, he said, because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Nobody can earn a place at the table. It's only by God's grace that you have been saved. And I just want to say, Brent, worship team, you guys can come. The invitation is open to everyone. The banquet is ready. He said, go on the highways and compel them to come in. Encourage them to come in. Can I just tell you, this morning, you may say, well, I've done so much. It's been so long. <clears throat> I've messed up. I've, 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 I've done a lot of things. It doesn't matter in this moment. Whatever's happening in this world, God's, God's saying, come back. <clears throat> this is your moment. This is your time to come back. There's a seat waiting for you at the grace banquet. Those of you that have sat in this church, sat in a church, and you've heard the message of grace many, many times. You've kind of played the game. This is that moment that you turn to God, that you stop playing your games, that you get real with God and your relationship with God. Because if you won't turn in this moment, you'll never turn. You'll never turn. I just want to tell you this morning, I want to tell you, I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. I wish I, wish I had a cute little devotion for you today, but I'm just telling you, this is on, on my heart. People need to be turning to God. They need to be making their hearts right with God. Nations need to be making their hearts right with God. This is the moment that we live in. Folks, we may be closer to the return of Jesus than you've ever thought. It's not a moment for games. It's not a moment for you to roll the dice again and go, hey, I'll give, it another, I'll give it another season of my life. This is the moment where we need to turn to the Lord and make our, make our hearts right with God. I want to pray this morning, if that's you, if you're away from the Lord, far away from the Lord, 
Maybe you started your slow drift. Maybe you noticed that there's some hardness of heart. Maybe some distance, some coldness. This is that moment that the Lord says, hey, wake up. I'm shaking you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get your attention. This is that moment as individuals and, and collectively that we come back to the Lord and we accept our seat in the grace banquet. I want to pray over you this morning. I'm just going to pray a little sinner's prayer. I'm going to pause after, after every <clears throat> little statement there. Just, and if that's you this morning, I just want you to pray a simple prayer. There's a grace banquet that's awaiting for you. God says, hey, come in this moment. I forgive you. Whatever's in the past is in the past. Let's start over. Let's start over today. Pray this prayer with me. If that's you, if you're the prodigal, man, if you're the one that's cold, if you're the one that's drifted, wherever you're at in your home, your car, wherever you're listening and you feel the Holy Spirit touching you, this is that moment. It says, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. I turn from my sins. I invite you to come in my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Whatever you've done, whatever's been going on in your life, I can square it back up if you meant it from your heart. Hey, you can send us a message, info at GCTLH. We want to follow up with that private message. Me, put it in the comments. Our moderators are watching. We're going to sing a song in, in just a moment. But I want to go into a time of prayer now. We've just kind of been doing this at the end of, of all of our, our services. We've just been praying just for a few moments this morning. We're going to pray Psalms 91, and then our worship team is going to, uh, going to come. But I want to, I want to just say it again. I just feel it in my heart. If you're not going to turn in this season, you won't ever turn. God's shaking. God's, God's speaking again. Give him that opportunity to come to the grace banquet. So, Lord, we come before you today. We just give you thanks. And if you're listening to me, we're going to pray for the lost. If you've got people who are away from God, prodigals in your life, would you join with me in this ending prayer meeting? Lord, we pray for those that are away from God. We pray for those this morning whose hearts are hard. Lord, they're not seeing the message of the moment. Lord, they're not sensing it. Lord, we pray. We pray over the, them today. Bring the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, knock on their heart's door Again, we pray with people all around for those that are lost. Lord, this is a serious moment. Lord, for them to turn, we pray that they'll be tender in this moment. Maybe this moment is the only thing that could get their attention to ask larger questions about God. We pray for them this morning. Lord, we pray for the sick and the suffering today all around the world, from China to Spain to Italy, even in our own nation. Lord, we pray for health. We pray for healing this morning. Would you pray with me? Lord, all around our world, Lord, there are people who are suffering, Lord, from this virus. People that have lost loved ones. Lord, we pray. We pray that somehow, some way, Lord, that you'll minister to them. Bring hope and healing in Jesus' name. And even this morning, Lord, I pray for healing of those, not even virus-related, Lord, others. <clears throat> 
Lord, that are, 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 are sick and they're suffering in other ways. Lord, I pray for the healing power of Jesus, Lord, to touch them wherever they hear the sound of my voice this morning. We pray for the sick and the suffering today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray that by one sweep of your miraculous hand, Lord, people would know this virus would stop, and Lord, and it would glory would come to God. We pray. We just pray in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for our medical personnel and our first responders. So if you know a, a doctor, a nurse, someone that's working in the hospital, first responder in the medical field, would you just call their names? Lord, we pray over them today. Lord, we ask you to minister to them. We pray for the touch of God. We pray. Many are even fearful themselves. But Lord, we thank you for their courage. Lord, and we pray the protecting hand of the Lord to be upon them. God, we pray over them today. All of our medical people, nurses and doctors and those that are working in hospitals, Lord, putting themselves at risk, doctors' offices, first responders, Lord, we pray over them today. Lord, we pray for our governmental leaders. Lord, we pray for the president, the vice president, that task force, Lord, we pray for wisdom. Lord, we pray that they would be wise. Lord, and act when they should act. We pray for courage. Lord, we, we pray that even though we would understand the moment of, of anxiety, Lord, we pray. We pray for them for peace. We pray for wisdom for the governor and his team. Lord, our county leaders and their teams. Lord, our mayor. Lord, and his team. Our governors that are represented, Lord, from uh, uh, all other states. Lord, we pray for wisdom upon them this morning. Lord, I pray for those who are fearful and are dealing with anxiety. Lord, I pray over them this morning. Lord, I pray the calming hand of the Lord Jesus. Let it rest upon them this morning. Lord, you've not given us a spirit of fear. Lord, but you've given us power and love and a sound mind. And Lord, let the <clears throat> nail-scarred hand of the Nazarene touch our hearts, Lord. Lord, let us walk, Lord, in confidence that you are in control. Lord, we pray for unusual peace, unusual grace for those that are dealing with fear and anxiety. We pray for those, Lord, whose employment has been affected. Lord, they've lost jobs, laid off, furloughed, had hours reduced. Lord, we pray. We pray for the hand of the Lord to be upon them. Lord, you're watching over them. You watch over the sparrow and you're watching them this morning. God, I pray, Lord, that you'll give a miracle. Lord, somehow another job will resurface. Lord, you're going to provide for them. You're going to take care of them. We pray for those this morning who would just be a little concerned about their finances and their employment. We pray over them today. Lord, we pray over our missionaries, Keith and Alicia and others. Lord, we ask you to minister to them this morning. Keep them safe, those that are quarantined in their own countries. Lord, we pray for them this morning. God, we pray that around the world, for the churches, Lord, that would come alive in this moment, Lord, as well as we can, let us shine the light of the grace of God and the love of God, Lord, as, as well as we can, Lord, let the Spirit of the Lord sweep across this earth, Lord, in a, in a harvest time of people coming to know you, Lord, we pray. We pray over them today. We pray over them today. This morning, I want to pray Psalms 91 over you. I'm going to pray again the priestly blessing of number six. So for just in your, your prayer time, just let me pray this over you. If you've got Psalms 91, if you're not living in it now, you need to live in it. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High 
will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers. Under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror at night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your home. For He commands His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Lord, we rest in Psalms 91. And I pray this priestly blessing over you and your family this morning, those that are watching, listening. Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and to be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face to you and give you peace. Thank you for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.